Chapter 1, the 13th of December, 2010 D.S. Nicola Freeman sat at her desk and looked at the clock above the door. She hated this. They were pretty sure that the dead girl was Emma Thorley. From what they could piece together, the body appeared to be the right height and age. But there needed to be no doubt before she made an official statement. Before she confirmed things for Emma's dad, it would have been so much easier to get a DNA comparison. But Emma Thorley had no living blood relatives, or at least no known ones. The only family that remained was her dad, Ray, but he'd adopted Emma. Nothing was ever simple. The phone barely got out its first ring before she snatched it up. Freeman, she said. Aye, Nicky, it's uh, Tom. Tom Beckett, pathologist, and the most laid-back man Freeman had ever met. She usually hated being called Nicky. Only a little brother, Darren, had ever called her that, purely because she hated it. But with Tom, she let it slide. To be honest, he could call her whatever he liked. The man was wasted spending his days with dead people. He should have been made to come and work with the living, who would appreciate him. Tell me you got something, she said. I have, but you won't like it. Our disorganized dentist definitely does not have Miss Thorley's records anymore. Brilliant, Freeman said. Not that it would have mattered a great deal. There's not a lot left to work with. But what I can say is that it looks like your mystery girl was attacked twice, possibly once post-mortem. What do you mean? Well, Tom said, it appears she was beaten. The injuries to the face suggest that someone really had a go, probably with their fists, and it's likely whoever did it was left-handed. The injuries were predominantly on the right side of her face. But then there are marks on some of the teeth that appear to have been made with a weapon, possibly a hammer. So someone was trying to prevent identification? Looks like, Tom said. Only they didn't quite manage to finish the job. We didn't retrieve all of the teeth, but a few were in the grave, and there were a couple still intact. Looks like your killer was sloppy. Freeman sighed. So there's nothing I can take to Ray Thorley? Well, there's not much else to work with in terms of identifiers. There's the broken arm. I checked medical records and there was no match, but that doesn't mean to say she didn't break it later on. If she did it during one of her disappearing acts, then it's possible she didn't get it treated. And, uh, possible her dad didn't know? Freeman said. Okay, thanks, Tom. She hung up. She wished she hadn't been forced to involve Ray Thorley so soon. Wished she hadn't had to go into his home and reopen old wounds without definite proof that it was his daughter's body out there. But the leak to the press about the ID in the pocket of the tracksuit top had forced her hand. At least they hadn't mentioned the gold necklace. At least she still had something the rest of the world didn't know. The papers were already suggesting the police had failed Emma Thorley and her father back in the day. She didn't want to be accused of the same thing now. Freeman looked at the clock again. Her stomach rumbled, and she wished she grabbed something to eat before she left this morning, but at 6 a.m. she just hadn't been able to face anything. She took out her mobile and found the number for her doctor, a finger hovering over the call button, before she threw the phone down on the desk and went back to the information she'd pulled on Emma Thorley. 
her own shit could wait. Emma's dad had filed three missing person reports in total. The first was in February 1999, which was resolved when Emma returned of her own free will a month later. The second in April of the same year, which was quickly retracted by her father, and finally in July that year, when she disappeared for good. Ray Thorley had told her that Emma's problems had started after her mother died. Emma was fifteen, and it hit her hard. She'd never been in trouble before then. She worked hard at school. Wasn't an A student, but she tried. She was quiet. She had a group of friends, but didn't socialize with them outside of school very often. She dreamed of going to university. Ray had been saving for a long time. In the end, he'd spent the money searching for his daughter, and on posters saying, Have you seen this girl?